You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Call 311. That is the refrain we hear from City Hall here in Toronto whenever we're complaining about something. And now, more than ever, we are being directed there since the number of city councillors has been cut to 25. And what are people calling about? Well, potholes top the list. And I'm sure it is not just a problem here in Toronto. There were 20,000 calls about potholes last year, and judging by what I have encountered on the roads lately, there may be even more this year. And anyway, according to the data from 311, the old city of Toronto tops the list of complained about roads. Eglinton, Lawrence, St. Paul's, and University Rosedale snagged the top three spots. And then, of course, there's the question of whether these are dealt with and how long it takes. And of course, how much it's costing you, that means how much it's costing us, the taxpayers, and how much it could cost. I want to hear from you the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And before I bring in our guests, uh, I've got a call here that is just too good uh, to wait before we introduce our special guest. So I'm going to start with Tony in Keswick. Hi, Tony. Hey, how you doing? Fine. Okay. Yeah. Funny for you, not for me. Okay, I'll bet. <laughs> no, it's the third time last Friday. I was coming home from work after the news shift at 1130 at night. And three cop cars surround me, one in front and two behind me. And the lady comes from the side, lady police officer, saying, you've been drinking, sir? I said, no. She goes, even uh, people call in, and the police officer saw you weaving, and I said, well, well look behind you, these potholes, and she started laughing. I yeah. said, look at these potholes, and it just cost me $500 to get my strut fixed, I said to her. I said, would you, she goes, I, yeah, I don't blame you, I guess. And then she started laughing, but I got pulled over three times in, in about three and a half weeks. Okay, I'm just going to repeat what you said, because uh, just to make sure everybody heard it right, you're a little touch muffled, but it made me laugh too. Uh, and sorry. and that is, so Tony was trying to avoid the potholes on the road and was pulled over by the cops for weaving in and out of traffic because they thought he might have been drunk. I, I think well, that's pretty funny. People called in too, saying that, you know, I, I drive a Hyundai, and they said that Hyundai is weaving. I'm going, yeah, I'm trying to avoid these potholes, so I go around them, right? So, and, and some of these mains now are a lot higher than the roads were because the roads have settled and everything. And I tipped the lady. I said, you know, it cost me $490 to get my stretch fixed because of all these holes. And I said, I'm just, and the guy told me, mechanic said, try and avoid potholes. And I went, and that's what I'm doing. Okay, and, uh, well. We all well, had it. She had a good laugh, too. We all had it, but it's getting a little, you know. I got home late that night. I missed my nappy. Anyhow, I love your show. Keep it up. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Tony, for that. Thank you. Okay. I, th- I think that experience kind of says it, but, but we do want to hear from other people about your experiences with potholes. 
And the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And now I would like to bring in Ray Chan, who is the government relations specialist with the CAA. They, of course, do the worst roads list every year, and also Councillor James Pasternak, who is the chair of the Infrastructure Committee on Toronto City Council. Welcome to you both. Hi, Libby. Thanks for having us. Hi. Okay, let's uh, let's start with you, Ray. I mean, obviously, this is a result of the weather, but uh, do you think the city is doing the best it can, the city and other jurisdictions around doing the best that they can in terms of, you know, making our roads safe for drivers, safe for cars? Well, I think that municipalities certainly try and do the best that they can with the resources and the funding that they have, but um, certainly much more can be done. I mean, we see these weather fluctuations um, happen rather frequently and more frequently as the years go by. So it, it, it's something that we definitely can anticipate for in the future and, and should really expect that it will happen much more frequently in the near future. Okay. And uh, when you say anticipate, does that mean... Uh, that that we have to budget more money. I'm I'm looking at the numbers here. Um, uh, there were pothole just the damage claims, and that's not the cost of fixing the potholes. Damage claims skyrocketed from two hundred and forty five thousand dollars in 2015 to eight hundred and seven thousand dollars in 2018. And uh, I don't know if I actually have the numbers on what it costs to fix a pothole, but uh, as of mid-January, uh, uh, as of actually as of the end of January, about 9,000 potholes have been fixed in the city of Toronto, Ray. Yeah, so what I can tell you is that certainly hitting a pothole is quite costly to a motorist or any road user, really. I mean, to give you some examples, we hear from our membership, our CA members all the time about um, what it's really costing them when they do hit a pothole. It can cost upwards of $1,500 for running over a pothole at a decent amount of speed. You're talking about control arms that that possibly need to be replaced at a cost of about $400. Um, you've got uh, four-wheel alignment on your vehicle, which typically typically costs about $150, and then uh, anywhere from about five to $600 to replace a tire and uh, and rim on your vehicle. So it can actually be quite costly, and not having those repairs done in a in a timely and efficient manner can really hit the pocketbooks of the public. Okay, uh, Councillor James Pasternak, thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure. Okay, so um, how how much is budgeted for potholes, and how much do we spend? Well, each year the city spends about $4.5 million to uh, fix potholes. And in 2017, there we fixed about 214,000 uh, potholes. Uh, in, uh, in 2018, about 244,000. And so far this year, about 10,000 uh, potholes have been fixed. Now, they take about uh, 15 to 20 minutes each uh, to fix. Uh, crews have to uh, tamp down the asphalt and smooth it out until the road surface is improved. And i got to tell you, as someone who has had car damage from potholes on the 400 series highways, uh, it, it is a frustrating experience. But we're spending millions of dollars to correct it. We live in a very harsh environment. Uh, our road crews are, are very dedicated, and, and clearly we have to invest more money into it uh, in the coming uh, budget discussion.
Uh, I'm just wrote down the numbers that you gave me, and uh, I'd also like to bring in Deputy Mayor Councillor Stephen Holiday into the discussion. So, it, last year uh, the city fixed 244,000 potholes, but so far the number is 9,000. I mean, that's a lot of potholes left, and it doesn't sound like they're getting to them uh, very quickly. Uh, am I wrong there? Hi, Libby. Uh, thanks for having me on, and. Um one of the things that's important to realize, though, is potholes are strongly affected by the weather and the weather conditions. Now, I, I can't say from where I am here uh, whether or not we've had a bad year for the creation of potholes or not, uh, or if we were falling behind. But what I can say is there's a lot of reasons why the city fixes them. Of course, we want safe roads. We want smooth roads. We don't want damage to people's vehicles. But the other part about potholes, it's like going to a dentist for a filling. If you fill in the pothole early enough, you can save the road from being damaged much worse over time where the water gets down into the base of the road. And then those those repairs are far more costly. So the city is well incented to stay on top of this for a variety of reasons. Yeah, but I'm, uh, that's what I'm saying, that if we got to a total of 244,000, but here we are with only 9,000 fixed, shouldn't, shouldn't we be getting at it quick, quicker, Councillor Pasternak? Well, I mean, most of the pothole problems actually occur in the spring, not in uh, the first quarter of, of the calendar year. Let me tell oh. you, just on my little drive to work, there are a lot of very recent potholes. Yes, no, there's no doubt. Uh, in my driving around, there are a lot out there. Uh, but when, when, it comes to, um, when it comes to fixing them, uh, fixing them over the past week would have been um, probably a waste of time. They were snow-covered, they were ice-covered. The uh, asphalt would not have set properly. Uh, much of the damage occurs when we move into the warmer months, and uh, that's when we really spike up. That's when you see, you're wondering why the numbers are so far behind. Much of the work is done spring, spring and summer. Okay. Uh, Ray Chen, uh, do you agree with that, or do you, would we be better off if uh, some of these, more of these were fixed already? Well, um, you know, from CA's perspective, we definitely would like to see these potholes filled in as quickly as possible. Uh, we understand that given uh, our fluctuations in weather and, and various challenges and, and snow and whatnot, um, definitely makes it uh, a bit of a problem to uh, fill the potholes now. Uh, but honestly, the, the sooner that the work is able to be complete on those particular potholes, the uh, the the better shape the road's going to be in, uh, the better the commute's going to be for that particular road user, and overall, the less costly it's going to be in the end for both uh, the public and for the government, um, um, based on the fact that uh, the public will not have to go and, and make those claims to the City of Toronto for more damage to their vehicles, uh, but it also prolongs the life of that particular stretch of road and ensures that everyone can get to their destination safely. I'd, I'd like to ask about those claims, uh, and I'm not sure who to throw this out to, but uh, do, basically, do, do does every driver who gets hit with a big a big bill uh, make a claim against the city? What are the rules about that? How long does it take to get paid? Uh, who'd like to jump in? I, I can add a bit to that, Libby. Um, there are some public reports on there to, to back up the numbers, but um, we know that uh, anywhere from, uh, I guess, as low as about 750 people up to about 2,500 people make a claim each year. Um, and that's just the reporting from 2013 to 2017. Now, that's a claim on potholes, I will add. Uh, there's all sorts of claims that are made to the city. Obviously, yeah. Um, and we know that the average claim value is anywhere between $500 to $800. And, uh, it, you know, uh, around half of them seem to be paid. 
Um, that gives you some idea. But we're also, the city is, is uh, on their website. They remind drivers that, you know, you can go through your insurance company. The insurance benefit might be uh, more comprehensive for what has happened um, versus uh, the situation of the claim process where somebody has to investigate and figure out whether the city did something wrong. And that's the important thing to note is that just because you hit a pothole doesn't mean that the city is liable for damage to your car. They have to prove or, or the claims process has to prove that the city hasn't lived up to its standard, they haven't addressed a pothole, um, and that the driver is now out. And the process can take several months because there's a lot of work involved and there's a lot of claims made to the city. And uh, Ray, can you shed any light on that? Is, is it worth doing? Um, uh, and uh, are some of these perhaps directed by the insurance companies? Well, um, I, I can certainly speak to the aspect of making a claim, and I think it, it's definitely um, perhaps worthwhile for consumers should they hit a pothole and they decide that the, the city may potentially be at fault, that it's really important to um, note the location and, and document the pothole, the, the information that, that you have, what are your surroundings, what was the weather like during that day, um, and, and to provide some supporting evidence by way of photographs as well. Uh, collect any contact information of witnesses that uh, may be on scene, and write down the exact details of how that particular accident happened. Uh, many municipalities, uh, not only the City of Toronto, do provide compensation to uh, drivers who can prove that damage to their vehicle was as a result of hitting a pothole, and this information can really be helpful if you do pursue that uh, that avenue of filing a claim. And and with right. in- insurance... Oh, sorry. With insurance claims, do they cover all of it? Is it capped out? I mean, can it be a case where you've got a big bill, the insurance may pay part of it, and then you go after the city? Well, it's really up to the individual consumer which way they they, they want to pursue that. I mean, a lot of people go to an insurance company and they decide to file a claim. They've got a deductible that they need to pay. So, you know, you need to really weigh the pros and cons about whether or not you'd want to go through your uh, private insurance company or take that claim directly to the city if you feel that uh, they are negligent in in, in not repairing that that patch of road. Okay. I just just want to point out something to listeners. When we say a claim, we don't mean you have to go to small claims court. We have a claims process uh, at the city where people can fill out very simple paperwork, put down the details of the incident, attach any kind of cost, and then it gets uh, processed uh, through through a review uh, system. Uh, And uh, so there's no real cost other than your time to, to file the claim. It is not it is not through the court system. Okay, let's take a call from Helen in Toronto. Hi, Helen. Hi, uh, Libby. I have two comments, one on the potholes themselves. Um, I have to call in every year, and they come by twice a year. I've got loads and loads of pictures that I send them. Um, and they finally told me that uh, we may be getting the potholes fixed and the street resurfaced next year. And who's they? Um, the city employees. Uh, where? The uh, roads department. Okay. Yep. Okay. Go ahead. Second one is I blew a tire going into a pothole on Faywood, and uh, caused me to be late. All the rest of the good stuff. I sent a claim in. It took months for them to process the claim, and in the midst of it, I got what was um, their normal reported reporting schedule, that they have to go and check the potholes every six weeks. I had the biggest laugh and got paid immediately after I said, you mean you remove the snow in order to look for the pothole? So (laughs) it was after that they finally paid because, you know, it's ridiculous. Don't tell me you're checking it every six weeks. It's snowing. You're not. (laughs) 
Okay, Helen, I'll, I'll, I will let the uh, councillors respond to that. Thanks for your call. Yes. Who wants to take that? Well, I mean, I, I would say our service level is, uh, you know, fix a pothole within four days of it being reported, uh, normally through 311. Uh, now, admittedly, someone could suffer some damage in that four-day four uh, gap, and if they, if they can prove their case, they could certainly make a, a valid claim. Um, but I think back to an earlier point is our, our pothole program actually saves tens of millions of dollars from resurfacing entire roads. Um, line crews, crews who are, who are speaking to residents on the, on the street will not know a de- the detailed capital plan for that street and when it's being, um, when it's being resurfaced. Uh, but but we would still repair, even if it was on the capital plan re- for resurfacing, we would still do pothole filling. Uh, the other thing I would add as well is the although the claims process does take some time, um, it's important for the city to do its diligence. At the end of the day, we're what's called self-insured. That means that the taxpayers, through their tax, pay money into a pool to pay for these types of claims. And uh, we wouldn't be doing our job as a city to check them very, very carefully because you know, all sorts of people claim all sorts of different things, and uh, you can't just pay out the money just because someone's asked for it. You need to make sure that something was indeed wrong. And when it was wrong, the money goes out and the process works. I, I just want to, I, I can't resist. Uh, I mentioned this uh, on our uh, preview uh, before 10, but according to the Toronto Star, they reported this incredibly story, incredible story from the Republic of Rathnelly, which is just north of Davenport along Avenue Road, uh, a very whimsical kind of uh, quirky neighborhood there. And uh, they said that a kid as a lark threw some tomato seeds into a pothole that was left for months, and they ended up getting a huge tomato plant with hundreds of tomatoes. So to chime in there, I mean, municipalities are subject to um, minimum maintenance standards under the Municipal Act, so they have to adhere to a certain set of policies that a pothole must be looked after and get filled in within a certain number of days. And on a major arterial road like that, it could, it could take up to four days in order for that to be um, actually repaired. I think the important thing to note here is that uh, when the public does see a pothole on their particular stretch of road or during their daily commute, whatever it may be, uh, that they actually report that to 311 because the city can't be everywhere at all times and they don't know where every single pothole location is. So it's very important to note that uh, if, if and when you do come across a pothole, that you actually do report to 311 so that it can actually be filled in and uh, fixed up properly. Yeah, and thank you for that, Ray. Is, uh, that is right. Um, the, the city relies on the eyes and ears of the public, uh, the homeowners, the business owners, the people that travel along the roads to bring to our attention the issues that are deficient. Um, we have set the bar really low on the amount of effort it takes to report a pothole uh, because it's a very frequently made request. So yes, absolutely, you can call 311, you can email 311, uh, and there's an app for that. And in instances like this where uh, you know a pothole has been left to linger a long time, well, you've always got your counselor's office that you can give a call and say, something's gone amiss. This thing I've reported hasn't been repaired. Counselor, I think you should know about it. And uh, we do get those calls, and we do get on top of them, and we make sure that the job gets done. Okay, uh, let's hear yeah. from Rafi in Scarborough. Hi, Rafi. Hello? Rafi, are you there? One more try. Okay. Hi, Libby, I'm here. Okay, you're here. Good. You're on the air. I was driving. 
Okay. I, I hope. Are you hands free and safe? Yeah, I'm hands free and I'm safe. Okay, go okay. ahead. A couple of days ago, I was on Front Street, and there was a huge pothole. They fixed the pothole, and after a couple of days, the pothole is a lot bigger than when they fixed it. That's number one. Number two, when they do the highways in the summertime, in a month's time, the highway starts to crack up. So the reason why the city is proud of the number of potholes they fill is that they fill the goddamn hole over and over. So the quality of, of, of filling the holes has come down. I see how these guys fill the hole. They, it's, like, it's like a slush. Um, okay. So that's one of the problems. Uh, Thank you, Libby. Have a nice day. You too. Okay. Uh, does anybody want to answer Rafi? Are you filling the potholes with the right stuff? Well, there's no simple fix when it comes to a pothole, and and really, it's it's not so much about the the um, materials that go into the pothole itself, but really how that hole is actually going to be filled. Um, to ensure that crews are properly trained and uh, gone through the proper procedures into filling that pothole helps ensure the longevity of it. To make sure that uh, that 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 uh, temporary patch that fix whatever you may call it, is actually going to be able to withstand the elements of the weather, um, able to withstand, uh, you know, people and cars driving over it at a constant pace. So I think we really need to look at um, how that pothole is actually being filled and uh, not necessarily what's going into the pothole. And, yeah, and, and I'll, I'll add to that, Libby, um, just like going to the dentist, again, having a filling put in, sometimes they come out. Uh, and they can be affected when you put uh, a pothole patch in the middle of winter when the temperatures are very, very low. The asphalt uh, doesn't stick and bond to the sides of the hole as well. And, yeah, they absolutely do come out. I think the price of a, of a fill is around $25. Uh, and at the end of the day, it's still cheaper for the city and, therefore, cheaper for the taxpayer to fill that hole a couple of times rather than go and shut down the road and repave it. Okay, well, maybe we need to yeah. uh, bring some good dentists into it. Uh, <laughs> Ray, Ray Chan, uh, can you give us some tips about how to avoid the potholes driving? Absolutely. So when when you're driving, we, we, we always um, tell the members of the public to really check your tire pressure um, consistently. Make sure that your tires are inflated to the manufacturer's recommended standards. Uh, properly inflated tires will always reduce the risk of, of getting a flat tire and um, really drive the speed limit as well. Uh, when you're navigating potholes, try not to slow down uh, to, to the point where you're actually impeding traffic because that can be a dangerous situation as well. And also don't swerve unexpectedly. Stay focused on the road, kind of look two to 30 seconds ahead of you so you can anticipate any on- oncoming potholes um, so that you don't have to swerve unexpectedly, uh, which, like I said, can be dangerous to you, to you and to those around you as well. Okay, uh, we are uh, going to wrap things up. Uh, Councillor Holliday, what would you like to leave us with? Just, uh, you know, uh, as Canadians, I think we have to come to grips with potholes are a way of life in these harsh winters, but uh, there's no reason people should ignore them. People should feel engaged and feel free to contact the city and let us know. We really rely on citizens to make sure that these things are reported. And look, uh, the city does a great job at filling potholes. They fill a lot of them, but when things don't go right, remember the councillors are here to help, and uh, we'd like to hear from you. Okay, and Councillor Pasternak? Yeah, I would echo some of those remarks and just add that, look, we do live in a very harsh uh, environment. We fill uh, thousands of these potholes uh, every year because there's enormous damage uh, to our streets. Uh, we pour millions of dollars uh, into it because fixing fixing the potholes is a lot cheaper uh, than repaving entire uh, road systems. 
But there's enormous pressure to fill them quickly, even in environments where they won't hold for long. So um, that's why we, we do redo some of the same potholes uh, several times to make sure that 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 section of roadway is safe during the winter. Of course, we, we fix it permanently in the spring. So um, it's it's tough thing. We, as, as Councillor Holliday said, we should all be reporting these so we can fix them quickly. And our dedicated teams will get out there and, and, and work hard to make sure the roads are safe. Okay. Thank you all, Councillor James Pasternak, Councillor Stephen Holliday, and Ray Chan from the CAA. Thank you very much for that. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 